Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made For This podcast. Hey guys, it is a big week here at Made For This podcast because Jenny's new book, Find Your People, comes out today, February 22nd, 2022. And I know so many of you have already pre-ordered your copy of the book, so you probably have it in your hands right now, but you're going to want to grab a copy because we have some like insane, incredible things coming up on the podcast that have to do with the book. So you're going to want a copy. And if you already have one, go write a review. It is like the most helpful, encouraging thing that you can do to get other people to hear about the book, to know about it. And Jenny loves to read all of them and it just encourages Jenny so much. So Go get your copy of the book anywhere books are sold, write a review, and y'all stay tuned because coming up in a couple of weeks, a new season is coming. I'm just giving you a teaser because I don't want to tell you all the fun details yet, but make sure you're subscribed to the show so you don't miss a single episode. Here's Jenny with a special message to you today about her book, Find Your People. are so excited you're here. So excited. Find your people. It is finally time. We are going to read this thing together and we're going to talk through it. I cannot wait. If you are new to the podcast, we are thrilled you're here. And this is a perfect season to pick up because we are going to talk about an issue that is so important to me. It is such a passion project, you guys. If you cut me right now, this is what I bleed. We need to reclaim and reimagine the way we do life together. We are so isolated. We are so independent. And my excitement and hopes for this season and for this book are that you will have a deeply rich, connected life before this is over, that you will be shocked, almost like an experiment or a project, that if you let me walk through this with you, if you let me hold your hand through this, you are going to have people. You're going to have your people. You're going to find them if you don't have them. You're going to deepen the relationships you do have. And I mean, I just believe it down to my my toes. I've seen it happen for people. I've seen it happen in my own life. Guys, a few years ago, I had to start from scratch. We moved to Dallas, Texas with four kids in high school, middle school, and elementary school. And I had to start from scratch. My husband had to start from scratch and all of our kids had to start from scratch. And it was the most overwhelming, scary thing in the world. But I knew I wanted to rebuild a life differently than I had been living in Austin, Texas. I love Austin, Texas. It's the prettiest town. I love it. I love the people there. We planted a church there. We had deep roots there and we loved that city and we loved the people that that we're still friends with. However, It was a super spread out city and we were constantly feeling frustrated that we couldn't just pop in and see our friends that we'd done life with for years starting a church together. So 
it was frustrating too. We had some friends around the corner, praise God, but mostly our friends were spread out all over the city. And so we had to figure out what was it going to look like for us to do life here in Dallas. And a lot of the people we we knew were spread out everywhere. And so we just had to start over. And how I did it was I looked at two things. Number one, I looked at history. I looked at different cultures. I looked at the way people have done community for all time. <laughs> From Adam and Eve till the Industrial Revolution, most people lived in the context of a village type setting. Even within big cities, there were parishes. There were there were smaller places that people gathered and neighborhoods and parts of town. And in those parts of town, you had your grocery store or back in the olden days, you had your garden, you you farmed together, you hunted and gathered together. And so there were certain things that brought that say 100 to 150 people together daily constantly. They depended on each other throughout history. They couldn't live without the context and relationships of their villages. They needed each other so much. And honestly, I saw this and and where this project started for me was I saw it when I went to Uganda or Rwanda or Haiti or certainly in third world countries, but you also see it in Europe. I, I saw it in a little bitty village in Italy. If you haven't started reading yet, a lot of these stories are in there. What haunted me was watching these women carrying buckets on their head to go collect water for the day. And they had to walk, I'm sure, pretty far. And I'm watching them walk together and they're, they're laughing, they're smiling, they're, they're spending their time together, accomplishing the tasks of their day. And then I think about us and we have everything we need. And yet we're so isolated and independent. We don't need each other. And I want this to start a revolution. I know that sounds dramatic, y'all. I do. I know how that sounds. But there have been people that have read this book that looked at me and said those exact words. They said, this could start a revolution. This could change everything. And I I ache for that. I want it to change everything. And I don't expect everybody to read my book. But what if tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of you read it, like get out of your head, that's what happened. And let's imagine that, that all of you started doing small things differently. You started to ask a friend to go run an errand with you instead of running it by yourself. You borrowed a ladder from a neighbor instead of going and buying one at Home Depot. You you do small things. You invite people over, not just for dinner, but to cook beforehand. So you actually spend time doing things together. What if we just started doing small things more communally? Then think of all the people that would touch. And so I, I just am, I'm praying that this would change everything because we have a problem. We have a huge problem. Three in five people felt lonely and admitted to it prior to the pandemic. Three in five. So my guess would be that's like a good four and a half to five out of five people now, right? We're all working through how to regain and reclaim community anyway. I mean, the timing of this book is is kind of incredible. And I'd love to say I was brilliant and strategic in planning it. But candidly, this book, I thought of writing this book well before Get Out of Your Head. It was when I was traveling and seeing people live so differently than us. And it made me curious and I wanted to research it. I wanted to interview people from all over 
the world and how they live differently than us. And, and, and we did it like this whole season is going to be full of those stories and a lot of those, those interviews. But what, what I know to be true is that there are multiple things that are possible in our culture right now that we can do immediately that could change everything for us individually, not just our culture. I want to be really clear. This book isn't written to a culture or to a generation. This this book is written to you. It's written for me. It's written for individuals of how to actually step by step and handle by handle, like take hold of, of simple steps that change everything. You know, we just start there. We start with just our lives. We start with our family. We start with our friends. And my hope is that You've already invited them to to read this book with you. My hope is that even just in the nature of reading the book and doing book club or doing the Bible study, that you've gathered your people and you're going to rethink this together. Because, I mean, this is not a typical like friendship book. (laughs) Nope. Nope. It's not. In fact, everybody that thinks it is, it's like, oh no, totally shocked in the beginning because this is a... (laughs) a radical different way to do life. And I don't mean radical like you have to move and start over. Although I believe some of you might and should and will, but that's not going to be the norm. The norm is going to be most of you are going to be exactly where you are and your eyes are going to lift and shift and you're going to start to see people that you've never thought of before as friends. You're going to see them and you're going to think, you know what, that's potentially a friend. And you're going to notice the activities that you're doing and you're going to think about, could I bring people into this? You're going to rethink the life that you already have. So do you believe that you were built for connection and community? Because you were. You were built for it. God, who is a communal God, built people in his image who are communal people. It's not something you you do. It's something that you are. One of my favorite things in the book, if you don't have it, go get it because I can't show you this on a podcast, but there's a graph that I have early on in the book. And the beginning of it says acquaintances, and then the next section says village, and the next says two to five close friendships. And you know what I talk about in the book, and and it occurred to me as I did all this research, is that we are trying to find our two to five close friends. That's what everybody probably picked up the book to do. They're like, I need a few BFFs that are, you know, in my life so that I'm not so lonely. Yes, that's true. You do. But a lot of you actually probably have that already. A lot of you already have those few handful of friends that you see every week. What I realized is we're going about this all wrong. If you look throughout history and you look at biblical times and the way that even the whole New Testament is written to local bodies of believers, you see a context for village living. You see it throughout the scriptures. In fact, it's pretty much assumed that In the beginning, it's a family, Adam and Eve, and then it moves to a people group. And then those people groups disperse across the world through the Tower of Babel. And then you see nations rise up. Then you see Israel rise up. And you see that through one nation, God is going to save the world. And and he brings Jesus through the nation of Israel. And so you see throughout the Old Testament, God speaking to people groups, to a nation, to a family. Then you see him speaking to local churches after Jesus comes and ascends to heaven. And in the New Testament, it's to local churches. You see that the whole Bible is written to a group of people. You guys, did you know that? That the whole Bible is written to a group of people. It's different groups at different points. But 
But the point is, there's no you in the Bible. It's you all. Like even just when you look at the Hebrew and the Greek, the translation is always, almost always plural. Majority of the time it says you, it's it's meaning you all as a group of people. We are meant to do this. We are so isolated right now that we don't even know there's another way to live. We don't think of it as especially broken. And in fact, when I first started the research for this, I was haunted. I was destroyed from how broken the system is that we're living in. And it discouraged me. I mean, I was down. And when I would talk to good friends about how they were living, it truly would make me teary. And I I felt like that girl that is way too passionate about something. And she knows that she might, or or guy that, that they know that they might just explode all over people and, and it would be really socially inappropriate. You know, like that's what I was walking around with the first several months that I began the research. I was devastated. I looked under the hood of how we're living and I could cry now still when I think about it because we are up against a very broken system. We are up against a world that prizes independence, that prizes pull yourself up by your bootstraps and don't ask for help. And yet the most common denominator throughout history of healthy connection with other people was that they depended on each other and needed each other. If you ever saw Band of Brothers, you saw this. Like everybody wanted to go to wars. The weirdest thing. We're sitting there watching these people get their legs blown off. And we wish we could go to war because of what those guys experienced in friendship and connection and purpose and mission. It was beautiful and gorgeous and something in our hearts like woke up and we were like, gosh, we want a band of sisters, a band of brothers to do life with. We want that. We'd go to war to have that. And so we're missing so many things that have held together people in communities throughout history because we've chosen isolation and independence. And so back to that chart. So that chart was so powerful for me when I created it because It was towards the end of working on the book, and I was actually working with my editor on the phone, and she had read through it, and she said, Jenny, the message I hear here is that that this village life is different than how we live today. And I'm like, yes, that's good. That that is the message. That is what I want to say. And then she started asking me more questions around that, and she was like, I just feel like we need to really differentiate what friendship is today and what village life is today. And so when I got off the phone, I just started praying. And the image that came to my mind was this graph and that we are trying to get to that two to five friends, best friends that are just like us without having a village, without having and noticing the acquaintances that are in our in our lives. And so I, I saw that as so broken because what God wants to give you is so much bigger and better than two to five best friends. In fact, those few people, now you need an inner circle, and we're going to talk about that in this book and in this season, but but you need that circle. But the reality is to get to that circle that probably will evolve and change in different seasons of your life, you need a village. Research says that we can handle knowing, as acquaintances, 100 to 150 people. Pretty small number when you think of social media. Just just think of, you know, your Christmas card list. And so that's the size of what most villages have been throughout history and are today. And then next you've got the ability to take a casserole or to help a friend. That number is about 50. That's really getting zeroed into your 
deeper core of the people that that you can help that when you find out they're going through something you want to you want to run a meal over that number is about 50 people that you can keep up with and then the number of people that can know the ins and outs of all of your life that number really is more like 2 to 5 those are your daily friends those are your inner circle those are the ones that are going to know all your junk all your stuff you're going to share everything with them and they're going to share everything with you they don't have to be all friends with each other but that's your capacity that's how many people you can reasonably connect with and so as i started to process this i realized gosh we're not noticing the village around us we're not noticing the sunday school teacher for our kid that's been teaching there for the last six months to a year and taking them to lunch after church. We're not noticing the coworker that that maybe is in a different life stage than us, but we actually really enjoy and always have a good talk with, but we never go very deep because we're at work and, and we don't want to get into each other's personal life. We don't notice the neighbor that walks her dog in front of our house every single day that we've only ever waved at and we don't even know their name. We don't notice these people. This is your village. Even if you're in a metroplex, even if you're in a really urban setting, you can build this. It's just going to take you lifting your eyes and going, who are my 50? Who are the people that I see anyway in my life? Because in that 50, what will happen is two to five will jump out at you. So we're trying to get to the two to five and we're skipping the village. We're, we're skipping actually the richest part of life. And I noticed this the most when I moved to Dallas and, and got to start over is my friends were actually all in different life stages. They were all different ages. I wasn't, you know, dead set on, you know, having friends that have exactly my kids' ages. I was desperate enough to say, you know what? The college girl that was babysitting for me became one of my good friends because we spent so much time together and she ended up traveling with us. And now she's basically our adopted daughter. My husband just married her and and she is like family to us now. And I started just thinking differently about who God had put in my life and, and how we interacted. And, and rather than think, gosh, I really just need two to five friends that look just like me. I was just wide open to whoever God brought me. And, and it was just so much more rich and fun and interesting because everyone isn't just like me, but they each bring something different to my life. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this podcast family. And you know, one of the best ways that we like to talk to you guys is via text message. So if you text the word podcast to the number 214-225-6267, we get on there, Jenny gets on there, and we love to hear your stories, your thoughts, questions that you have, and we try to respond to a lot of them. So go right now, text the word podcast to 214-225-6267. Okay, see you guys soon for another episode of the Made for This podcast.